This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. Well, the title of this sermon is Amazing Love. Can somebody say Amazing Love? Amen. And I'm going to say this, that that's what God's love is for us. It's amazing. God has amazing love for us. So I want to talk to you about amazing love this morning. Amen. And, and first of all, in amazing love, we've got to get a revelation that we serve an awesome, good God. Can anybody get an amen? on? Amen. Now, I'm going to say this. Sometimes when, as Christians, when we go through trials and when we go through hard times, Sometimes the devil tries to make us think that God is putting us through these hard times. But realize this, that when you start serving God, then you have an enemy that's arrayed against you. And that enemy is the devil. And the devil doesn't like us too much. And the reason why the devil doesn't like us is because you're made in God's image. Amen. And so you're made in the image of God. Praise God. And so, so the first point today is that God is good. And so we, we have in Psalms 145, and also uh, it's, it, this is taken from, you know, God speaking to Moses because Moses, you know, walked with God and he wrote, you know, God wrote the Ten Commandments on the tablets. And then the children of Israel, while Moses was up on the mountain, do you remember this? The children of Israel, they... Um, and, um, and so anyway, uh, as they were on top of the, uh, the, as Moses was on top of the mountain, uh, you know, uh, the people in, down in the valley got a little nervous about Moses not being there. And so they sinned. And so Moses came back down. Remember, he broke the tablets, but he went back up and God wrote on the tablets again, the Ten Commandments. And then God revealed to Moses his goodness on top of the mountain. And so not, not his judgment, but his goodness. And what, what the Lord revealed to uh, Moses was, it's, it's taken in Psalms 145, 8, 9. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Think about that. So the Lord is slow to anger. He's great in mercy. The Lord is good to all. And you may be saying, but pastor, I'm going through some bad stuff today. How can he be good? Well, he's good because, you know, if you invite him into your life, even though you might be going through some bad things, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? He can help you get through the bad things. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He can help you navigate this this world, because there's a lot of bad things that's in this world. Can I get an amen? amen. And I'm going to say this. The reason why, you know, there's some good that happens in our lives and then there's some evil that will sometimes try to come against us. That's the devil. Amen. But God wants to reveal to us when we when there's good times, there is a better place. We're not just living down here for ourselves. No, we're living for the kingdom of God. And eventually we're going to be in heaven. Amen. Amen. And heaven's going to be a glorious place. And we're not going to have to fight devils in heaven. Amen. Amen. But down here, we're going to have to stand in faith. Look at your neighbor and say, stand in faith. 
And so we see here that Moses got a revelation and he got a revelation that God is good and he's tender in mercies. You know, I, th- I think about uh, this man, Hezekiah, and um, and he was uh, the prophet came in, Isaiah, and told Hezekiah that he his days were numbered and get ready to die. And Hezekiah, you know, this was the prophet Isaiah. Now, when God talks, you know, and he says, it's your day, your day's up, uh, you know, that's it. But Hezekiah, the Bible said, turned his face to the wall and started crying out to God and said, God, I've tried to serve you the best that I could. And, and he weeped. And before Isaiah left the kingdom, God turned him around, marched him back to Hezekiah and said, Hezekiah, God has just given you 15 more years. What am I saying to you today? Even though there might be judgment, maybe we did some things wrong, maybe we're, there's really close, but if we just cry out to God, Amen. God can. God is looking for us to turn around. Yes. Can I talk to somebody today? He's looking for us to just get ourselves back into a place where he can bless us. Amen. Think about that. And all we have to do is turn from the world and turn to God. I love this. It says in Romans 2 and 4, it says, if, if, uh, it says, do not despise the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. So I'm going to say this to you today. He's saying that let's not take God's grace for granted. He's saying that, that there, you know, you might be saying, well, why, you know, you might be thinking, well, people have been saying Jesus is coming back and they've been saying he's coming, been coming back for the past 2,000. When is he going to come back? Well, Jesus is not coming back until all the harvest is coming in. Until some of your relatives get into the kingdom. Until some of your neighbors get into the kingdom. In other words, Jesus and the Father's waiting, actually the Father's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth for some of us to get into the program. Amen? And so what, what this verse is saying is, is saying that, that God is long-suffering, waiting on us to get into the kingdom. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And so it says that God, God's goodness, man, I, man, God's goodness leads us, amen, into repentance. And what repentance is, is more than just us being sorry for our sins. Repentance is us turning away from those things that displease God and turning fully back to God. Amen. So I'm going to say this today. Number two point is mankind is God's highest and most valuable creation. We are the object of God's love. I'm going to say it again. We are the object of God's love. God's created us in his image and he created us. Now, I want to say this. He created angels, but, he, but and angels are powerful. And we know some of the angels rebelled. Lucifer rebelled and, and the third of the heavy hosts fell. But we know two thirds stayed intact. But God created us. He didn't create angels to fellowship with angels. He created angels for angels to serve him. But he created mankind to fellowship with. Oh, I'm preaching today. He, he created you because he wants to fellowship with you. God wants to have a walking relationship with you. 
He wants to walk with you and talk with you and tell you that you're his own. So he, it's, it's, it's a living relationship. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a God that's involved in our lives. And so we're God's highest creation. Think about that. And in Jeremiah 31, 3, uh, 31 verse 3, it says, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. So God's love is everlasting. God's love is amazing. And then in Psalms 8, it says, What is man that you are mindful of him? 8, 4, and 6. And the son of man that you visit him, for you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. So what, what, what is the psalmist saying? He's saying that God has crowned us with glory and honor. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's amazing to me. That, that God crowns us with glory. We're, we're, his, we're, we're, we're his highest creation. He loves us so much. And he, he loves to crown us with glory and honor. There's another uh, scripture in Psalms that says, Arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. And deep darkness will cover the peoples that don't know God. But they that know their God will do great exploits. They that know their God will walk with God. And I'm telling you, God will do amazing things through us because of his love for us. You believe that today? God created mankind so that he can reveal his love through us through fellowship and blessing. Through fellowship and blessing. Now we see this, it says in Hebrews 8, 11, 12, it says, None of them shall teach his neighbor and none of his brothers saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. So, so, so God sent Jesus to be the sacrifice of sin for all mankind. And the reason why that, that God sent Jesus so that our sins could be blotted out. He, he, and, and the reason why God wants our sins to be blotted out so that he could have a reestablished relationship with us. Amen. In other words, God blots out our transgressions. The Bible actually says for his sake. Oh, I'm preaching today. By, uh, Pastor, I thought it was for my sake. No, it's for his sake because he loves you so much. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants your sins blotted out. Amen. So they can't hold you against him. So he can't. So the sin won't be nothing breaching us with him. Amen. So that we can have that relationship with him. So he blots out our transgressions for his sake because he desires a relationship with us so much. You believe that today? Is that amazing today? And so he he created us for not just uh, for relationship. We know that that he walked with Adam in the cool of the day, Adam and Eve. So, so he walked. That, that would say to me, in the morning, he got up with Adam. And so I want to say this to you this morning. You need to start getting up with God in the morning. Get up with God in the morning. Amen. Start putting God in your equation in the morning. The first thing I normally do when I wake up is I grab my phone, get my Bible app, and start reading my Bible. And, and I'm telling you, the, your, the Bible is God speaking to you. 
And so I read the Bible. Maybe I read a couple uh, scriptures that I love, a couple promises of the Word of God. I, I, I read a lot. You know, I read. I, I just just read the Bible because God is speaking to me. Amen. And so I, I'm going to encourage you as Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. Uh, get together with God in the morning. I'm telling you, your day goes by so much better. Amen. And then in Genesis 1:27, talking about the blessing, God created man in his own image because God created us to fellowship with us and to bless us. I'm going to say it again. God created us to fellowship with us and to bless us. And it says here, the first thing that God spoke to mankind when he created mankind, it says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over all the living things that moves on the earth. So we see here that the first thing that God spoke to Adam and Eve, and he's speaking to that to us, is the blessing. He wants us walking in the blessing. Do you believe that today? He wants us to be blessed spiritually. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, he doesn't want us depressed. Amen. He, he, he wants to remove depression from us and he wants to remove that and give us joy. Amen. He doesn't want us to be worried. So he wants us. To, he wants to remove worry and give us peace. Amen. He doesn't want us to be angry or hateful. And he wants us to remove that anger out of our lives and, and replace it with his love. Are you hear what I'm saying today? So he wants to bless us spiritually. The Bible says we prosper as our soul prospers. So is, do you have soul prosperity today? Amen. And so that's how we prosper in God. So, so God wants to prosper us in our spirits. He wants to prosper us uh, in our health. He, he, he delights in healing his children. He delights in healing us. More than just healing us from physical wounds, but he, he delights in healing us from emotional wounds. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, he heals the brokenhearted. Some of you might be dealing with some broken hearts this morning, but God is in the process of healing your broken heart. God is a specialist at putting broken pieces back together. Do you believe that today? And he's specializing in doing that for each one of us. God's greatest gift to mankind is not only Jesus, which is his greatest gift to mankind, is Jesus. That, that's Jesus gave it all for us. And, but but his, his greatest gift to mankind is that God is not a controlling God. God gives us free will. And so, so this is amazing about God is God will not control us. He will not manipulate us. He will not try to pressure us. No, no. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us into all truth. He leads us. He doesn't coerce us. He doesn't push us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, so the greatest gift other than Jesus to mankind, to mankind in general, is that he's given us free will. Amen. And, and that free will uh, uh, gives us the ability to choose uh, if we're going to serve God or if we're going to serve self. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, today I have given you a choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. 
Now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants may live. So here, uh, the Lord is saying in the Old Testament, he's saying that I've given you life and death, blessing and curses. And now he tells us what we should choose. (laughs) He says, listen, choose life. Choose life. In other words, choose serving God. When When you serve God, you are choosing life. So God's love sent when you choose Jesus, God's love sonnet to us is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's his love sonnet to us. Christianity is not just a religion based on rules, but it's a relationship based on the love and grace and the mercy of God. Amen. Listen, I'm going to say this to you. I know most of you in here are saved. You have Jesus in your heart. But, you know, you think you found Jesus, but Jesus found you. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the one that sought after you. Amen. Amen. We're not smart enough to get Jesus in our life to figure it all out. I need Jesus. In other words, you're here today because God drew you by his spirit and he has something good for you. You believe that today? And so you got to get a revelation that, that, that Jesus is good and, and that, that, that our relationship is based on love and not just by works. Amen? In Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I'm going to say this to you today is that uh, most religions uh, in the world, you have lots of religions in the world, But Christianity is different than all the other religions in the world because a lot of these religions in the world, they're based on you're doing good works to obtain a position with with their God. And and then there's no guarantee that if you do everything right, that you'll make it to the heaven. Amen. Buddhists, there's no guarantee that Buddhists make it to heaven. Uh, You know, I talked to them, you know, my my wife came from a Buddhist background and she has relatives that are Buddhists and, and I'm praying for them. Uh, but there's no guarantee when you die that you get to what they call heaven. Uh, and if you don't do too good, you might be reincarnated. You know, they believe in that. And so, um, but the bottom line is, you know, the, the Bible is very clear. When, one, when a person dies, then there comes the judgment, right? And so there's no reincarnation. There's no do-overs in this life, amen? You got to... Start living for God today, amen? And, and, so you, and, and start walking with God and, lo- and start loving God and, and make every day count for Jesus, amen? So let me just read this in Ephesians, this um, in the Amplified. It says, it's for by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation is ours. Amen? So, so we see this, that, that, that his grace is remarkable, it's compassionate, and he draws us to serve him. Amen? He draws us into the kingdom to serve him. And when we start serving God in this kingdom, that's when we will start walking in true life. 
Amen. And there's people out here that's, you know, people that don't know God. They're trying to find love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Remember that song? Remember you used to be there? Remember you used to look for love in all the wrong places? You used to look for it in the bars. You used to look for it in, in, in the bottle. No, it's not JD. It's JC. Amen. Uh, you know, you used to look for it in entertainment and, uh, you know, and, and the world's being entertained to hell. Amen. But no, no, true life is not in entertainment. It, it's not in, in, in you know, uh, uh, getting, you know, trying to, trying to get yours. In other words, no, true life is, is, is walking in a loving relationship with God Almighty. I love this. It says here, don't copy the behavior. And this is Romans 12 two, New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. And so we need to get a revelation of this, that in our walk with Christ, sometimes when we're walking with God, sometimes the world will try to come into our lives. And what, what Paul is saying here is we don't want to be conformed to the way the world sees love. We don't want to be conformed to that way. No, we want to be conformed to the way God sees us and the way God loves us. And we want to love like God loves. Amen. I'm going to say this. The world has its way of love. And its way of love is lust. It's get all you can and then sit on your can, right? And so, and, so, and so the world's way is lust. It's what you get out of life. But love is what you give. Amen. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we need to learn to be givers in this life. I'm going to say this. The most miserable people on this planet and the most miserable Christians are the ones that are self-serving and, and are, self, uh, are, are uh, selfish. Excuse me. Those are the most uh, miserable people on planet Earth. And the most miserable Christians are the ones that are self-serving. When we get out of ourselves and we start serving others. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? When we pray for other people and, and, we, and we're a blessing to people, that's when our life becomes more real. That's when we know that we're doing the kingdom. The world, let me just talk about relationships this morning because we are you know, talking about, you know, Valentine's and, and, you know, and of course we know that the, the state motto, does anybody know what the Virginia state motto is? Virginia is for lovers. You got that? That's our state motto. Virginia is for lovers. Amen. I like that. And uh, we, 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 we understand, you know, what, what, what Virginia is trying to say. Amen. And, uh, but the world, uh, the way of finding uh, relationships is that the world's way is to find the right person. And finding the right person that completes you. The popular saying is, I need to find my soulmate. Have you ever heard that? I need to find my soulmate. I need to find the, the person that completes me. But the fallacy is that, that no person can complete another individual. No, no person can complete that because when that person uh, falls short of making the other person happy, then the relationship crashes and burns. So we got to be very careful. We're not taking on the world's philosophy that we need to find our soulmate. And you may have, some of us, listen, uh, it's, there's more than one person that, that God can bless you with. In other words, you may have gone through a divorce, 
but I, you know, you may have had a broken relationship, but, but there, there's an old saying, there's plenty of fish in the sea. In other words, God can provide you another person. Am I talking to you today? God can set you up with another. Maybe you have a broken Maybe you came through a broken relationship. I, I came through a divorce, but thank God that God brought me a yin into my life. And thank God that I prayed her into, uh, uh, you know, I had my list and I prayed her in and she showed up at church. Thank God I didn't have to go looking for her in a club. Amen. And thank God that she showed up. And then, uh, you know, I noticed one day when I was shaking hands with everybody, uh, as I was pastoring as a single pastor, she kind of looked at me like, like she was checking me out. And so I was like, you know, and I'm like, oh man, you know, God allowed me to see that. I said, I think she might be interested in me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm kind of shy with, with other ladies. I'm kind of shy. So I don't know. But she kind of had that look like, mm-hmm, like that. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, she had that look, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, praise God. And, uh, and uh, she had that look. So, so that, that prompted me. Maybe I should take her out. Maybe I should ask her out on a date. You know what I'm saying? And because she just, she gave that vibe. Ladies, you know that vibe. You bat your eye, eye, eyelashes, you know, at your man. Amen. And, and you, you draw them in with your eyes, right? And all right. And so I'm telling you, God brought us together. You know, I wasn't too sure, but she came into the church and, and I, we started going out. And I remember that I, that I, I took her out on a date. I tried to double. First time I went out with her, I tried to get my brother John to go with me. And he ditched me that night. He said, I ain't coming out with you. You go out by yourself with her, you know. And I was trying to get some protection. And uh, he didn't go out with me. But he did the second date. We went on a second date and we double dated. And I think we we went to a movies and we we had dinner. And, you know, you always treat your ladies. Men, you always treat your ladies when you're dating them the best. Once you get married, you never go back out, right? But I'm going to encourage you guys. If you're married, keep dating your wife. Keep treating her like gold. Amen. Uh, can I get an amen with the ladies? Amen. And I remember that I was uh, and I took her out on a strawberry festival. And uh, and, you know, you know, we, we were just basically holding hands and we went on the Ferris wheel. And I was trying to be really cool because I was a pastor and I didn't want to look like I was putting moves on her. And uh, but we ended up kissing on the Ferris wheel. And it was like, it was like the Lord. And I don't know if that was, I said this before, that Ferris wheel goes up and down. And I don't know if that was a pre-cure to our relationship going up and down through the years. But <laughs> we had some ups and downs in our, anybody, anybody attest in your relationships that you've had some ups and downs. Hopefully you have more ups than downs. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that was a precursor to <laughs> the relationship going up and down, up and down. My wife would be nodding yes. And, uh, but thank God there's more ups than downs in our relationship. Amen. And then I remember that, you know, God will reveal to you uh, that when you're with your spouse, we were there and I had a vision and my vision. And this was before I even asked, you know, we were just just started dating and uh, I had a vision that I was with her like the, all my life. It was like I was, it was like a vision. I, you know, I was seeing, you know, I was with her and she was looking at some stuff. They have shops over there at the, at the, uh, at the festival. And, uh, and it was like I was with her all my life. And God just revealed to me that she was going to be my wife. Amen. 
And then, and then God just did supernaturally things and we got married and we're still married. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> I don't know how many years. I think 15 years. Amen. And uh, we've been married for, for, how many people have been married for at least 15 years in here? Amen. Oh my gosh. How many people over 20 years? Okay. Now, we, now we're dating everybody. I'm telling you, if you've gone 15 years, you, you beat the record. Amen. Uh, they say some marriages don't last more than five years. So if you pass five years as a married couple, you're doing well. Amen? Amen. I know the, the ladies are saying amen on that. And so number two, uh, the world's way is to find the right person. Uh, number two, the world's way is to fall in love. And the problem with falling in love, you can fall out of love. So, so if you're basing your love just on feelings, then, uh, then once the feelings go... You, you, you exit, amen, out of the relationship. And that's the problem with, with, with worldly relationships is because they base their, their, their relationship on feelings and when they're not feeling right anymore, because, because I'm going to say this, love is not just a feeling, it's a commitment. It's a commitment you make for your life. It's not just if you feel like you love that person. No, you're, you, you make vows to your spouse and you say death to, uh, to, to your part. And I know, again, I'm going to say this. I know some of us have been through some broken relationships, but God has new relationships coming to you. Some of you that, that may have had a broken relationship, I'm telling you, just get ready. Just get prepared because this message is going to help you get ready for your new relationship. Can I, can I get an amen here? And so number three, the world's way is to fix our hopes and dreams on a person and the problem is that people are fallible and they make mistakes. And the Bible says that some, you know, some people will, 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 will dash their trust. Uh, you can't trust them. Amen. They'll break your trust. But the Bible says that you can trust in God. You can put your trust and hope in God. Don't put your trust in man, but put your trust and hope in God, as it says in Psalms 118. So, so let me just say it this way. God's way is if you're going to be... Uh, a person of love, God's way is for you to be the right person. Focus on how you can be a blessing to others. And when you do that, I'm telling you, you will be blessed. I, I remember when Yin came to our church. This was when I was a single pastor. And I noticed that she was, she came in and we would have a fellowship dinner. She brought in uh, like a lot of food and she was a giver. Amen. I noticed that she she just just did things out of her heart of love. Amen. And she was serving. Amen. I remember when I, I had a couple ladies in the church that that were interested in me. Yeah, yeah, they were. And uh, uh, when, when we got married, I lost some members, some lady members. But anyway, and uh, but I remember that this, there was this other girl that was interested in me. And I just did a test because I wanted kids. I said, how many, it was Mother's Day, I said, how many young ladies out here that's not married would like to be a mother? And, 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 and Yin shot up her hand. And the other girl that was kind of, you know, I was looking, thinking about going out on a date, she didn't raise her hand. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, she's the one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Dude? She's the one. She's, she's the honest person. She, she wants kids, amen? And I was like, yeah, she's the one, amen? And I'm going to say this. If you're going to walk, if you're going to be a person of love, you've got to be an authentic person. You've got to be a person that, that, that's not a faker. You've got to be a straight shooter in your life. You know what I'm saying, what I'm saying about that? You've got to be an honest person. If you're going to be a person of love, you've got to be an honest person with yourself, and you've got to be an honest person with people. 
Amen. Sometimes honesty is not easy. But, but honesty is the best way to go. Amen. Uh, I'm going to say this, that, you gotta, uh, that if you're going to walk in God's love, uh, if you're going to walk in God's way, you've got to walk in God's love. And Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ has loved us, given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and aroma. So right here, Paul is saying that as Christians, we need to imitate God. We need to be imitators of God. We need to imitate him. How do we imitate him? We we imitate Jesus because Jesus walked a selfless life. And when we become selfless uh, in our walk with Christ, we will be great imitators of God. When we become givers, uh, then, then we will receive the gift that God has for us. You believe that today? Number three, we need to fix our hopes and dreams on pleasing God. And I'm going to say this. You can put these also... Uh, these keys, in, in, if you're married today, you can, you, can, you can be the right person for your spouse, for your husband or wife. You can walk in love towards them. You can, you can try to do everything you can to, ple- to be pleasing to your spouse. And you can do everything you can to be pleasing to God. If you're a single person today, you're married to Jesus. Amen. And even if you're not a single person today, you're married to Jesus. <laughs> Can I say it again? If you're a single person today, you're married to Jesus. If you're, if you're, if you're, uh, if you even if you have a relationship and you're married, you still married. You're still married to Jesus. In other words, in in, in the in the scope of love, you have to love God first. Amen. You and if you're married, you love your spouse second, yes, and then then you're the third person. So you love God first, and if you love God first, then, then your love will be unselfish towards your spouse, towards your children, towards those around you. Can I get an amen in the house today? So we need to uh, fix our hope on dreams and pleasing God. The Bible says this, that there's always a payoff when you walk with God. It says here, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So I'm going to say this. Some of us are trying to delight in trying to get, you know, things in our own power. We're trying to, you know, trying to, trying to get things and to make us happy. But the Bible says if you start seeking God and you delight yourself in God, he will make you happy. Amen. He will fulfill your needs. He will fill you up. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But you've got to put your love and trust in the living God. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, listen, if you're unhappy, and I'm, with, I'm talking to singles right now, if you're unhappy before you get married, you're going to be ha- unhappy when you're married. In other words, you need to have a, a love for yourself, a love for God, and you've and you got you to allow God to love you, amen? You have to love God, and God will reveal His love to you, and you need to be happy within yourself, and, and in your relationship with God. And then when somebody comes your way, then they should add to your happiness, but they should not be the key to your happiness. Um, can I get an amen here? Your spouse is not your key to your happiness. Amen. No, you better be happy in God. Get happy in God. Now, now here uh, uh, in Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness, 
Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So this verse right here is saying that, that, that we should be happy in the state that we're in. Make the best of where we're at, where we're at. And then he says here that, that God will never leave us or forsake us. So, so, so God is not the forsaking God. He, he doesn't leave us, forsake us. So this verse tells us that God is a faithful God. And what I love about this verse is that he's faithful even when we're not faithful at times. God stays faithful and true. The, the Bible says Jesus is coming back and he's coming back on a white horse and on his thigh reads faithful and true. And so Jesus is our faithful and true high priest. And even though sometimes we don't get it right, thank God that God's always faithful. He's always true to his word. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And in Malachi, uh, the people were kind of messing up. In Malachi 2, 13 and 16, it talked about they were giving offerings, but they weren't seeing blessings coming back from that. And then uh, Malachi... uh, uh, exhorted the people to, to be honorable in marriage. And, and, and he was talking to the married people and he said, don't be uh, unfaithful, but be faithful in your relationship with your spouse. And he was saying that if you do that, you'll see the blessing in your life. And so don't allow the enemy to get you off base, start thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Because you still got to mow that grass. You still have to weed it. It, it, Just because it's a new person out there doesn't mean that they they don't have more problems. They're just maybe covering up their problems before you see them. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So I'm going to say this. Commit to staying loyal to your spouse if you're married. and, And if you're single, commit to staying loyal to God Almighty. No matter what it looks like, no matter how hard it gets. And you might say, well, how do you do that, Pastor? Well, Philippians 4.13, Paul was going through a lot of trials in his ministry. And, and and, And this is where we get the quote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm going to say this. It could also read it, read this way. You can endure all things through Christ who strengthens you. In other words, there's, there, God will never put anything harder on us that we cannot overcome. In other words, there's nothing that can come against us that will keep us down because God will always lift us up. So I'm going to say this, that God, I, I, there's a couple more keys, that God is committed to prioritizing us. God is committed to you. He's committed to you, to be with you, to help you, to set you up, to bring you into a close relationship with himself. He's, he's there to, to, he's prioritizing you. It says in 1 John 3, 16, but, but, but by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. We also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Jesus, see, this scripture is saying that Jesus prioritized us over his own personal life He was willing to go to the cross so that we could have a relationship with him. And we know that Jesus became the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the king of life. He's sitting at the right hand of the father. He he has the highest position in heaven. Amen. Because he laid down his life. And guess what's going to happen? When Jesus 
uh, was raised on the third day, the Bible said he, he received a glorified body. And so Jesus has a glorified body. And guess what we're going to get? Amen. In the sweet by and by, we're going to be just like Jesus. And we're going to all have glorified bodies. And I'm going to say this, that we're going to be more powerful than the angels. Right now, angels are more powerful than mankind. But once we have our glorified bodies, we're going to be just like Jesus. Glory to God. We'll be able to do what Jesus could do. Walk through walls. Move, you know, effortlessly, walk on water, be able to do everything that he can do. Amen. Because we are the body of Christ. So Jesus is committed to us. Uh, number two, we need to be committed to him. Number two, he, he's committed to pursuing us. God is always pursuing us. The Bible says that in Revelation 3.20, he's constantly knocking on the door of our hearts to, and for us to hear his voice. And if we open that door, he will, he will come and have dine with us. Amen. And so he's constantly pursuing us. I want to say this in your relationship, uh, uh, in your marriage relationships, constantly be in pursuit of your spouse, constantly be pursuing them. Oh, that's a good amen. Amen. I got quiet. People are quiet today. Amen. Uh, yeah, pastor. That was when we were dating. No, continue to pursue. Amen. Continue to walk in love towards your spouse and continue to pursue God. Continue to pursue God. Number three, commit to, to uh, God's committed to possess you. And what that means is he's uh, possess you is means is a sense of belonging. So God, God says in first Peter two and nine that, but you are not like that. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're God's very own possession. Notice that. You're God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. Amen. And so we see here that God calls us his very own possession. Amen. In other words, God possesses us. But the great thing about this is that we possess God. We possess God. In other words, God possesses us, but but we possess him. Amen. We have him. Glory to God. Is that awesome today? And so I'm going to say this, that, that you, need a, you need to learn to start walking in these attributes. Commit, you know, you know, God's commit to protect us. The Bible says in Psalms 91, a thousand shall fall at your side, ten thousand you left, but no plague shall come near your dwelling. God is committed to protect us. If, you are, if, you're, if you're married, you should be committed to protecting your spouse. If you're, if you're walking with God and you're single, you should be committed to, to, to protecting God's honor by walking in honor. Amen? In other words, we are ambassadors of God. So the Lord will protect us. He will keep us. Amen? I mean, if you're here today and you may have been through a lot of stuff. I've been through car accidents. I've been through, through different times where I think I could have lost my life, but God kept me. And I'm going to say this, don't, don't get too high and mighty, amen, thinking that you're all that in a bag of chips. Realize that, you know, if you're where you're at and you're in a good place, it's because God brought you into that good place. That you didn't get to that good place on your own or by your own power. In other words, God is the one that brings us into that good place. In other words, uh, you know, uh, we may prepare the horse for battle, but God gives us the victory. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? 
So, so God is committed to purifying us. And, and what I mean by that is God has a scripture in the Bible. When we make a mistake, when we sin, the Bible says if we confess our sins in 1 John 1, 9, He is faithful and just forgive us of our sins and cleanse us for, from some unrighteousness. No, he's, he's faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we need to be confident, amen? The Bible says in Philippians 1, 6, you may be thinking, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it, Pastor. I just don't know if I'm going to make it another day. No, the Bible says that the very thing, it says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident is the very thing that he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm going to say this, that God has, has began a good work in you and he's going to complete that work in you as long as you don't give up. As long as you don't quit, as long as you don't fall in, you throw in the towel, you just got to keep walking with God. You got to keep pursuing Him. You got to keep allowing Him to protect you by walking under His mighty hand. Amen. I'm going to encourage the, the husbands. It says in Ephesians 5 21, 5 through 27, husbands, love your wives just as Christ has loved the church and gave Himself for her, that He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing and water of the Word. That he might present her to himself glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, nor any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So we see this, that, that that's what God is doing for us, amen? And that's what we should do for each other, amen? We should love each other as Christ has loved us. The reason why God invented church is for us to walk in love with each other. Why God invented church uh, why God invented marriage is a relationship between a man and a woman. It's a, it's, it's a symbol of our relationship with God the Father and us. And, and that symbol is that we walk with Him. We, we talk with Him. We develop a relationship with Him. And as we do that, I'm telling you, you're going to be standing. You're going to be on the mountaintop. You might be in the valley someday, but God is in the process of bringing up us to the mountaintops of life. I'm telling you, we're coming up to a higher place in God. you got to believe that. Did you receive it today? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. I thank you, Father God, that you are pursuing us with an undying love. You love us with a, with a love that's, that's amazing. And Father, I know that there's people here in the audience today that, that might need to renew their commitment to you. There, there might be those watching online that, that uh, either you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior or that you used to walk with, with, with Jesus but you're not walking, him, walking with him like you should. Well, today, the Bible says, is a day of salvation. So I want to encourage you today uh, to, to, to open that door of your heart because he's knocking today. And I want to encourage you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to pray this prayer if you're ready to move forward in God. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your love to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.